0: Hello Divers! Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, landscaper to the stars, and writer for Wingschop Movie Magazine. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast, where myself and my co-host Manda look at the lesser-known, maybe obscure, and perhaps forgotten offerings available on streaming media services. This episode... We'll continue our celebration of Black History Month by diving into a fascinating area of the movie business. The Deep Dive Microcast presents A Brief History of Early Black Cinema. The first half century of the motion picture industry saw the medium grow from short, grainy, flickering, silent, black-and-white moving images to complex, mature, long-form storytelling. One aspect of the film business that had most certainly not matured was how black people were represented, or rather, misrepresented. The portrayal of African Americans, not to mention any person of color during the early 20th century, was almost universally negative. On film, blacks were reduced to the most demeaning of stereotypes without dignity or nuance and were primarily played by white actors in blackface. Given the social status of African Americans at this point in history, It was deemed perfectly acceptable to use them as objects of ridicule in a predominantly white culture. It was not acceptable, however, to those within the African-American community who were working to gain both the respect and the rights that they deserved. That included proper representation in media. since segregation had become entrenched in the United States, especially in the South, it would have been impossible for any black filmmakers to gain access to mainstream movie studios or theaters. That is, if there were any black filmmakers. That would change thanks to two African American pioneers, Bill Foster and Oscar Michaud. In 1910, Bill Foster founded the Foster Photoplay Company in Chicago. It was the first motion picture studio owned and operated by an African American. Foster wanted to make movies that accurately represented what it was like to live as a black person in America, to portray the truth as well as tell great stories, to show audiences positive portrayals of black people, something they would not get from mainstream Hollywood. To that end, all of his film's writers, directors, cast, and crew would be African-American. Foster achieved his greatest success with the 1912 silent film The Railroad Porter. The short comedy about a wife who mistakenly believes her husband has left her was a hit with African-American audiences who enjoyed the humor, but also that the characters were not portrayed as racial stereotypes. Foster's film company would fold a year later because he had trouble finding theaters willing to show his films. But Foster had broken down barriers, and others would follow his example, including Oscar Michaud. Born in 1884, Oscar Michaud was one of 13 Kentucky-born children of Calvin and Belle Michaud. Both had been slaves. As a teenager, Oscar moved to Chicago, where he got what was considered at the time to be a prestigious job as a Pullman porter for a railroad. This allowed him to travel the country and interact with all manner of people from different backgrounds. It also gave him the opportunity to save enough money to buy some land in South Dakota and become a homesteader. It was on that land that Oscar Michaud entered the next chapter of his life as a novelist. his books drew heavily from his own life experience. His novel, The Homesteader, got the attention of the Lincoln Motion Picture Company, a newly formed African-American film studio. But Michaud wanted control over how his book was translated to film. So, naturally, he started his own studio, The Michaud Film and Book Company. His first project, adapting his novel into a motion picture. In 1919, The Homesteader was filmed and released. It would make cinema history as the first feature film produced and directed by an African-American, because it was produced and directed by Oscar Michaud himself. It was Michaud's second film, however, that would prove to be his most controversial. Released in 1920, Within Our Gates was considered to be a response to one of the most notoriously racist films ever made, D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation. If you're unfamiliar, The Birth of a Nation was a three-hour-long silent film that glorified violence against African Americans, including depictions of lynchings. The film also presented the Ku Klux Klan as noble warriors and heroes. While an impressive technical achievement by director D.W. Griffith, *Birth of a Nation is now generally regarded as racist Southern propaganda. While Within Our Gates also featured scenes of violence and lynchings, it was from the perspective of the victims of that racially motivated violence. Over the next three decades, he would make more than 30 films, each one determined to shatter racial stereotypes. Now this marked the era of what would be called the race film, movies made by and for African-American audiences. In the South, these films were shown in segregated theaters. In the North, white-owned movie houses would set aside certain matinees or midnight screenings of race films for black audiences. Now, there may have been something close to 500 of these race films produced between 1915 and 1950. Sadly, only around 100 still exist. One of the films that remains lost to this day? Oscar Michaud's The Homesteader. The same was believed to be the case of Within Our Gates, but luckily, a single print of the film was discovered in Spain. The film was restored by the Library of Congress in 1993. Michaud passed away in 1951 at the age of 67. 35 years after his death, Michaud was recognized with the Directors Guild's Golden Jubilee Special Award and a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was pioneers like Bill Foster and Oscar Michaud, undeterred by seemingly insurmountable obstacles, who broke barriers for all African-American filmmakers that followed. If you're interested in learning more about race films and the men who made them, check out a terrific PBS documentary from 1994 called Midnight Ramble. It can be found for free on YouTube. Shows Within Our Gates is free to download as well from the Internet Archive at (laughs) archive.org. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a line at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios.